0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Well, Merry Christmas once again. It's Christmas Eve. This is our last message in our series titled, The Miracle in You... What's so powerful about the Christmas story, which we rightly celebrate every year, is that it is filled with miracles that were put in the Bible so that we could develop this great uh, expectation and inspiration for God to work and move in our lives in the same way that he did 2,000 years ago because Jesus is the same. Say it with me. Ready? Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. And here's what happened. When Jesus was born, Jesus was literally cracking open history and inserting himself. So I want you to think about this. God, up until this point in time, even though he had created all things, the Bible says in Colossians, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. God is the one who holds all things together, but at a certain point, the creator of this grand universe, the creator of the earth, the creator of life, At a certain point, he decided to insert himself and become part of history, actually the central figure of history. And today, I've done this. I've tried to do this uh, um, every sermon in this series because when we talk about the virgin birth and when we talk about the miracles, some people, because of their education or their culture, they tend to maybe be, uh, be a little bit skeptical regarding the supernatural power of God. But as I, as I look at the Christmas story, it reminds me of the magician's oath. Do you know all magicians, uh, they have an oath. Listen to this. The magician's oath is this. As a magician, I promise never To reveal the secret of any illusion to a non magician. In other words, what they're saying is, I will never tell people my tricks. You understand? I'll never show them the secret. The guy isn't really disappearing. The guy is, or the girl is still in the box, even though it looks like she's not in the box, whatever that is. He says it's all a secret, it's a a misdirection of our eyes. But when it comes to creation and when it comes to Jesus showing up in this world, it was no magician's trick. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians. It says, with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. In other words, it was God's good pleasure to insert himself in our history so that he could save us from our sin and from a life of darkness and give us joy and peace and hope. Is anybody happy that it was his will to insert himself? It says, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. And so when Jesus came in, it was because he wanted to. It was because he loved us and because he cared for us. And yes, he spoke the world into existence by his mighty power, but then he actually showed up. Amen. Now let me say this for a moment. We're gonna, I'm gonna get to the text, but I, I, I think that this is interesting. So Pastor Jake, one of the pastors on staff, he has a master's degree in humanities from the University of Chicago. Got it a number of, just four or five years ago, three or four years ago. And so part of his coursework was uh, um, was to take an astronomy class and his teacher was a lead, is a leading astronomer of our day. His name is Rocky Kolb. And if you go to the Adler Planetarium downtown, it's his face and his voice that is actually serving as a guide to people as, a, as one who explains the galaxies. Okay? Okay. So I remember when Pastor Jake took this course, I kind of took it with him. I was learning so much. And his teacher wrote a book titled Blind Watchers of the Sky. And he was quoting one of the first great astronomers in history. His name is Tycho Brahe, And in this class, we're talking about three years ago, we're talking about the guy from the planetarium right now, here's one of the things that he said in his class that absolutely blew me away. I didn't recognize this. Maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But here's what he says. He says, right now, the totality of understanding of all of the scientists when it comes to Our galaxies and the origin of creation is only about, ready, 4%. The greatest minds of our time, because we have this, why do I say this? We have this propensity to put so much faith in the learnings of man. The greatest minds of our time admit that they only understand 4%. NASA says maybe five. Okay, here's what that means. That means, for example, uh, let's take the great Albert Einstein, who I I recently watched a docudrama. By the way, we'll get to the Christmas story, but I I need to walk through this. So... (laughs) I just watched a a docudrama on his life, and he wrote four position papers that actually, absolutely just blew the doors off of the the thinking of the scientific community. I mean, it was groundbreaking. For 200 years, Newton's uh, physics, they ruled and reigned, and he said things and came up with discoveries that blew the doors off of Newton. And yet... Albert Einstein's understanding theory of uh, relativity is comprised of 4%. Sometimes we think that the academic institutions of this world know so much. Guess how much they admit that they know? 4%. (laughs) Will you put your faith and your trust... And people who are just like us, are they, now admittedly, if Einstein only knows 4%, I know about negative (laughs) 40%. I get that. But I want to suggest to you that when the Son of God chose to be born, the one who knew 100% came to be among us. The one who knew us fully and totally The one who cared. Listen, this is very interesting. You may or may not know this, but towards the end of his life, the leading uh, scientist of our time got together with uh, Albert Einstein, got together. This was in 1955-ish. He got together with Bertrand Russell, who was considered a leading philosopher of our time. And here, you ready for their conclusion? Their conclusion was this We have found that the men who know the most are the most gloomy. (laughs) That's all you got? (laughs) Okay? This is one of the great statements that he made. By this time, he had already made all of his discoveries, Einstein had made all of his discoveries. He was trying to figure a few other things out. But as we go to read this story, I want to set the real background. Because this speaks to today. If you're watching online, this message is about today. Because if there was an eternal one who created the world, and if there was a one who came into this world, and he lived a perfect sinless life, And then he offered himself out of his love and kindness for all of humanity, the only figure in all of history that put himself in the place of those who deserved judgment and punishment. And he took on our sin, the sin of all humanity. And they put him in the grave But the Bible records that the baby who was born 2,000 years ago, he became a man. He, He went to the cross. He went into the grave. And then the Bible records that on the third day, by the power of his heavenly father, they had to roll away that stone. And he rose in power. Come on, Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered sin and death. Hallelujah. No one else in history even comes close. There is no other philosophy, philosopher, person who addresses the deepest issues of mankind like Jesus. Could we give Jesus a hand for his goodness and his love? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So of course, We applaud the scientists. We applaud those creators of of, uh, the ingenuity, the ability to do heart surgery. We have a heart surgeon in our church. He goes into people's hearts. We thank God for science. But do not, for one moment, think that man could even come close. Not only to understand but to actually meet the deepest needs of every human being of every child of God so today's message is the complete opposite of their statement we have found that the men who know the most are the most gloomy guess what we're going all the way to the other side of this today Hallelujah for that there's another side. Praise be to the living God that there's more than, oh, it's just gloomy. Your life doesn't have to be gloomy. Your life doesn't have to be down. The one who rose from the dead in power can raise us to life. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's read Luke chapter 2. It's a, it's a longer than usual 15 verses, but so, so wonderful and powerful. And by the way, if you haven't, if you've got kids and you haven't opened your gifts yet, can I, I learned this from my father-in-law um, because I didn't grow up in a Christian home like that. And um, I want to encourage you to do something. You're going to find it really edifying. We've, we, we've done this every year. But before you open the gifts, get the kids around and read this story that I'm going to read. And and stop for a moment and ask the kids questions about the holy night when Christ was born. And remind them that Jesus is the real gift. Hallelujah. Man, i got to get to preaching. I haven't even read the text yet. Okay, here we go. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem Let's say that together. Do not be afraid. I want to tell you something. Because of this story, in 2024, should the Lord tarry, you have no reason to be afraid because Christ has come. Hallelujah. I bring you good news. Everybody say good news. I bring you good news that will cause, two words, everyone, great joy. Not gloom, great joy. He came so that, so that we would have great joy, great joy for all people, all circumstances, all situations, no matter where you find yourself today. When he came, it was good news that brought everyone great joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay, I lost my place, but give me a second. 11, right here. Great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of, heavenly, of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, everyone, peace, to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The title of today's message is The Miracle of Good News. Everybody say, Good News. Yes. The gospel is good news. Hallelujah. Yes. The powerful thing about Jesus is that his story, his message, his life was nothing but good news for you and I. We were never meant to live in gloom. He came with the good news. How many are happy for the good news? How many know good news is medicine? In fact, people get so depressed and so discouraged just because they keep watching all of the bad news. This is so powerful that there are even movements. There's this Instagram called the Good News Movement and and someone decided, you know what? I am so tired of the 5 million followers. I'm so tired of the bad news that I'm just gonna post good news. And the reason being is because you know what it's like when you get good news. What's it like for you when you get good news? Well, I want to suggest to you, I'm going to pray right now and then just unpack this very quickly. I want to suggest to you that you were meant to live your life Based on the good news. And I want to say this to you. Even as you contemplate philosophers. You contemplate scientists. One of the things that they study. Einstein even was obsessed with time. You see. Because time marches on. Okay. A day will come. When the author of time, which is Jesus Christ, he will come back and then time will be no more. And those who accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, they will be with him forever and ever. But while we're on this earth, listen closely. This is kind of deep, okay? But, but while we're on this earth, remember time marches on. And when Jesus came, bringing the good news, part of what he was doing is he was providing a vehicle for you and I. It's almost like we travel through time. He was providing this vehicle for you and I, the vehicle of the good news, the foundation. Think of it like a car or a train or a plane that you're moving through life so that no matter where you find yourself, and in this life, sometimes you go into a ditch and hard things hit and tragic things hit, but we're moving because time is moving, and as time moves, God wants us to move on this vehicle of the good news which brings two key things, great joy and peace. We're always moving towards great joy and peace. And so here's what I want to do. I want to pray. I want to pray for this moment, but I want to pray for the days ahead. I want to get ready for 2024 starting right now. How many... How many want to write good news over 2024? Not fear, not doom, not gloom. It can happen for you. If we can cross over in the realm of the spirit and receive Jesus, it can happen for anyone. Come on, lift your hands with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that by your mighty spirit that you would breathe On the next few moments, and that you would speak to every heart, and that you would touch every life. God, we thank you that the gospel is good news. So, Lord, would you bless your people today, Lord? Would you bless, oh God, Philadelphia Tabernacle? God, would you bless churches all across the world, oh God, with the power, with the miracle of the good news? In the mighty name of Jesus, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God one more time. Okay, I know I've been like really broad. Now we're going to start to narrow how this applies. So look, even though the gospel, the good news, is spiritual, And eternally focused. When a person accepts Jesus, it means that that's the way you get to heaven. Who goes to heaven? Good people or bad people? Neither. Forgiven people. And only Jesus can forgive us. No one is righteous, not even one. That's the beauty of the gospel. Jesus came and paid the price. For all of our failure. Hallelujah. And it's free. That's why it's so good. It's free. Hallelujah. But listen. Even though the gospel is spiritual and eternally focused. Its manifestation is mental and emotional. Why does mental and emotional count? It's because God made you as a mental and emotional creature. The state of emotions is important to God, okay? When Jesus came, he didn't just come to secure eternity, get you into heaven. He came to impact the quality of your life, okay? Again, if you're searching for someone to really follow, follow the one who cares. Who else cared? When you choose a God, choose the one who cares. Jesus cared. How do you know he showed up? How do you know he offered himself for us? How do you know he raised from the dead? How do you know he said, I, just, I knock on the door of your heart if you open up, I will be with you forever and ever. You can receive the gospel, the good news, and I will give you joy, and I will give you peace. Hallelujah. A peace that surpasses all understanding. That's why he came. So don't ride through life on the wrong foundation. Ride on the good news. Remember when he said, do not be afraid. Fear is an emotional state of being. Okay, remember, good news causes an emotional state of being and a mental state of being. Joy is a state of being that is emotional and spiritual. And God wants to impart two key things through the miracle of the good news. And here's the first one, the miracle of joy. Everyone say joy. joy. So the Bible says that joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. But joy is also a state of emotion. Anybody ever feel joy before? Could I see your hands? Anybody ever feel joy? Joy. How many would agree joy is better than depression and discouragement? When Jesus came into the world, what he was doing is he was launching a state of celebration. You see, Jesus was launching this this state of celebration that when you accept Jesus... As Lord and Savior, you are now in a state, you're standing on the foundation of celebration, and here's why. The reason is, is all of the big issues of your life are settled. Number one, where are you going to spend eternity? You see, we're living in a day where people think, don't Focus on where you're going to end up one day. Can I tell you something? This life is a mere breath. No one owns today, but you will be in eternity forever. Your body will break down and decay, but your spirit is eternal. Your spirit will live forever. Jesus came so that your spirit could be with him forever. Did not the thief on the cross, the guy who turned to Jesus hanging there, and he said, he, so the other guy is is. Uh, in insulting Jesus and he said get out of here don't you realize we're being crucified because we deserve it he doesn't deserve it but he turns to Jesus and says remember me when you enter into your kingdom and he said today you will be with me in paradise hallelujah no matter what you've done no matter how you failed hallelujah he has settled it for you there's good news That's the way to clap right there to make your whole watch start popping off. You want to know how to clap, that's the way. That's the test. It's good news. You see, all of the big issues are settled. So look, you may be down today, but you don't have to stay there. You may be discouraged and and like this happened or that, but you don't have to stay there because Jesus, he did two things. He not only secured our eternity, but he also accompanies us every day of this earthly journey. Is anybody thankful that he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother? So look, your life starts to change. Listen to me, when does your life start to change? I'm talking about the state of your emotions which Jesus deeply cares about. We, we put so much energy into self-care when there's one who can care for you better than you can care for yourself. His name is Jesus. And from the moment he inserted himself in history, he talked about it. The angels announced that he was coming to break the power of fear. Are you afraid of the future? Are you afraid of your past? There is one who promises to be with you forever and ever. There is one who promises to wash away our sin forever and ever. He is the friend that sits closer than a brother. And when he's with you, the Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Could we praise God and say we have reason for joy? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you know what? This, this reminds me of the Tour de France. Do you know on the last day of the Tour de France, everybody know the Tour de France? Greatest bicycle race It goes over the span of It's a 2,000 mile race They race over the span of about 21 days, 22 days With a couple days off 150 mile races 75 mile races They keep on doing it On the last day It's very interesting The last day is a race It It finishes there in Paris Culminates at the Champs Elysees. Hope I said that right And uh but um, there's. A, let me show you this picture of race day. So these are different Tour de France winners. And they're actually, uh, the race is going on, but nobody's racing. Because by the last day, they have already settled who's won. And so what they're doing is They're actually celebrating on the race. And in this particular case, the guy in the yellow there, the guy in the yellow here, right, this guy here, they won. And so they're in the race, but they're not really racing. They're actually celebrating. And so guess what they say? They say, break out the champagne. Okay. But can I tell you something? We as Christians, can I tell you something? Because of what Jesus has done, when you accept him, you have won the race is already one. Break out the praise, brothers and sisters. Give him glory because what can come against you, God is with you. God is for you. God will help you. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you might say, well, you don't know where I've been living. I don't know, but Jesus does. And when you accept Jesus, part of getting in that kind of gospel train, the gospel vehicle, is he leads you out of the dark and difficult places. He does. You know, there's something about the miraculous power of God is this, is that only God, I say this over and over again, only God can take the worst things and actually make them the best thing. We meet him in these dark, difficult moments, these painful moments. And then when we let him take over our lives, we start to experience joy. We start to experience peace. And all of a sudden he takes us places where we say, you know what? Even in the land of my suffering, I started to receive blessing. Even in that season of hardship, it's become a season of victory. Hallelujah. He always leads us in triumph. That's the beauty. That's the power. That's the miracle of the gospel. So the first thing is this. I want to encourage you. Look, Christians, we don't practice. We're so used to this gloomy world okay? The next time you watch the news, all right, when you turn it off, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Say, now that I've heard all of that terrible news, Jesus, I'm just going to praise you for the good news, and I'm going to celebrate your faithfulness. Come on, could we do that right now? Could we just praise God right now? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your nearness. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you for your mercy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Go home and practice celebrating Jesus. Watch something lift off of your apartment. Watch something lift off of your house. When you start to praise God, the presence of Jesus comes down. And he does. He does a second thing. He does a second thing that the text talks about. It's not just a miracle of joy. It's a miracle of peace. Part of what I'm praying today is that people would renounce. By renounce, it means that we would break agreement with the voices and the spirit of negativity that rules over this world. We're not citizens of this world. We are citizens of heaven. Somebody say amen. Break agreement with that discouragement. Break agreement with that spirit of defeat. You have not been called to be defeated. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of all of the difficulties of your past, he can restore what the locust has eaten. So I'm almost done. So it was good news of great joy, but then it was also so that all people would experience the second miracle of the gospel, which is the miracle of peace. Peace is also a state of emotions. Do you have peace? Are you walking in peace? Are you nervous on the inside? Are you worrying on the inside? There is a prince of everyone, peace. That baby came into this world. That baby broke into history so that today, thousands of years later, you and I, regardless of the craziness that hits our lives, that while we're on this earth, we would still walk in his everyone, peace. The big issues are settled. And our God is with us. Peace is rest for the journey. Peace says, you know, like there's a saying, right? Rest in peace, as if peace was for the grave. Can I tell you something? Peace is not for the grave. Peace is for right here, right now. Come on, somebody celebrate that with me. Hallelujah. How do I get peace you just receive peace it's supernatural it's spiritual it's you open up your heart and there is an impartation of the spirit of god the spirit of god is what started all of this and the spirit of god is what will end all of this hallelujah and the spirit of god wants to dwell inside of us when jesus rose from the dead he sent his spirit so that you and i can walk in everyone peace hallelujah let's praise him for peace blessed be the name of the lord I'll close with this. There's a a quote by a Stoic philosopher. He says, while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea. By the way, part of the reason why he's saying this is because uh, Jovan was pointing this out to me. Now, I'm closing now. I hope. No, no, I'm closing for real. So, So when Jesus came in, be the Caesar of that time, the Roman Empire was declaring, they called it Pax Romana. It was Roman peace. But it was a peace that was imposed upon the world at the time based on fear of the mighty Roman Empire. They would crush their enemies. And because they crushed their enemies, their enemies knew, if you mess any place, if you mess with a Roman citizen, you will be crushed. They did it through violence. They did it through anger. They did it through racism. They did it through, through all of the things that break our hearts today through all of, the, all of the same powers and influence that separate us and divide us, that was going on when Jesus came into the world, through the Roman Empire, the powerful belittling the weak. But here Jesus comes, and Jesus comes and says, no, there is a greater peace. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ that guarantees the peace of God. You and I can have the peace of God. And it is a peace that gives us joy. It's not based on fear. It's based on love. Anybody here thankful for the love of the most high, caring, loving, good, generous God? So listen to what he says. It says, while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he is unable to give peace from passion, grief, and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns more than even for outward peace. What is this saying? We pray for peace in the Middle East. But we pray for peace all over the world. We pray for peace between Russia and the Ukraine. We pray for peace in in all these different parts of Africa. We pray for peace, Lord, send peace. We pray for peace in Chicago. Why? Because on this earth, there is no true answer or solution for peace. There is only the principle. And it's a miracle when he imparts it to our lives. There is a peace, if you're watching online, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. You mean, you could be in a prison cell. You could be in the hospital room. You could be in in such a hard situation, family situation, financial situation. Jesus came not just to insert himself into our like global history he came to insert himself into our hearts into the right here right now of your life he really is the friend that sticks closer than a brother